Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's going on, everybody? This is the Talk and Tactics podcast. My name is Daniel. I'm it's your boy, Have Hope. That you're in love with me. Hello, everyone. It's Carl Anker. What's good? What's up? What's up? What's up? You just made it, bro. Yeah, we we, we do this podcast every Tuesday, although that might change. I, I think we're going to start recording the podcast on Tuesdays and releasing it either Tuesday night or Wednesday. We will make that official when it needs to be made official. But that's something we're thinking about. So I don't want you guys to be surprised. But if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, do all that. Half what work, work can the people catch you? You can catch your boy com. Indeed, Carl, where can you be found if you want to be? Uh, you can find me over on The Athletic where I cover Manchester United and also write a column on Premier League and European football. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Anchorman616. Carl's presence reminds me that we have a fantasy football league. The link to that is in the description. I guess this is your last week to join or maybe there's a a, a gap of two weeks. I'm not quite sure how it works. But the link to that is in the description. So make sure you join, click the link, whatever you have to do. Get your team in there. There's like 120, 30 some people in there. So it's a, you know, it's a, it's a good little leak. See if you can beat us. Half Hope won't join unless he can cheat. I've been told <laughs> reliably. So he won't be there. But Carl and I will be there. I just need to remember. That's the problem. I need to make some changes. I need to make some changes. So like many, many, many fantasy football managers, I've got with, gone with Gabriel Jesus as one of my strikers, but it looks as if he's been owned by so many strikers, I may make a change. So many managers, I may make a change. 70% of FPL managers this season have Gabriel Jesus, which seems bad. It's not good in the sense that you're not gaining an advantage if everybody yeah. thinks they're gaining an advantage through that advantage. Yeah, and there's going to be close to 5 million players this year, which is Ooh, astonishing. Um, okay, so let's start with at least one topical thing from the past week. We could talk about the the community shield, maybe half football comes to you on that one. Um, but we did have a major tournament final within the past 48 hours. Um, England have won the major tournament, the 2022 Euros. I forgot what year it was. So the Lionesses, <laughs> they came through. On home soil, so home nation tax in in full effect. Come on, they, man. <laughs> what? It is what it, I mean, the only major tournaments England have ever won is 1966 and 2022. Home and, nation tax. You and it's a home nation. Have hope. Tell these men. Tell him about how many taxes exist. Look, when when you want to come to me about this topic, <laughs> yeah. I'm here waiting. So. <laughs> 
Oh, bro, I forgot. What you said about but, host nation tax? This is dang. It's home it's home nation world. tax. It no, that's real. Um, cold, cold, cold world. Do you have host continent tax as well? If you if you're a European be. nation and you win a World Cup or a tournament in a European, if you win a if you're oh, no, a European that's, nation, no, that's, you win real, a World that's Cup. real. That's real. That's real. That's real. Like how European nations allegedly struggle in South America because of the heat and they can't cope. Wait, so what? Not every tax is real. Whether uh-huh. whether you accept to believe them uh-huh. is its own thing. But if somebody wants to apply a tax, <laughs> sure, you can subscribe to the tax if you want to. Either way, we are getting wildly you off can topic. Call me Wesley Snipes. <laughs> England won something, Carl. So how do you feel? I'm overjoyed. I'm. I actually shed a tear. I was so happy. Oh wow! I was really, really, really. You cried though. So, um... <laughs> he said, "I shed yeah, a tear." I shed I shed a, you cried. A... That's what you did. You shed a. You cried. I cried. I cried. Thugs don't cry, but I shed a tear at that. I watched extra time. So due to a clash between Manchester United and the Euros final, I didn't get to watch the majority of the 90 minutes, but I watched the entirety of extra time mm-hmm. um, in the media room at Old Trafford. And I will admit, I uh, I shed a tear and I did get out of my chair a couple of times and punched the air. I was all like, yes, brilliant. I was quite sad when Germany equalised. And it went to extra time as I was, I think quite a few, two or three journalists began to tease me about uh, it's happening again. Manchester United player scores for England early on in the Wembley final. Opposition equalises and it's going to go to extra time. I'm like, no, it's not happening again. I can't have it happen again. Please don't happen again. But congratulations to the Lionesses. Congratulations to Serena Wagman, an incredible coach that's just taken a team with loads of good potential and finally realised that, and it's an absolute triumph. And yeah, I think this will do untold wonders for the women's game in England. And it's the end of the Euros, but there's, there's hopefully the start of something that could be uh, very special. I hope you're correct. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and I'll, I'll use 2018, because that's the year I researched the most. So 100 million people, they're there about. We'll, we'll, we'll call it 150 million people watch the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? And people think that's like a really big deal, like here in America. That was the 2018 World uh, Super Bowl between the Patriots and the Eagles. So a big game. Champions League final 2018, Real Madrid against Liverpool, the Carriers game, if you remember that one. Mm-hmm. I think that was around 100, was it 200 to 300 million people watched that game? Something like that. It was like a, it was like double or triple the Super Bowl to give you like a, a, an idea of the scale. A couple uh-huh. months later, World Cup. I think they said 1.1 billion people watched it. Now, France against Croatia is objectively a worse game than Real Madrid against Liverpool. Like that Real Madrid against that Liverpool. And it's still... 10 times more popular than the Super Bowl and around two to three times more popular than the Champions League final. Why is that? Because you're dealing with nations. Uh-huh. And there's something that nations do that even a superior product can't do, which is get you invested into things that you don't really care about. But because you slap a flag on it, people care. So if we look at the Olympics, who really and no offense to the pole vaulters out there or the shot put people out there. I'm sure you listen to Talking Tactics and, you know, I'm, I'm not disrespecting you, but you have to admit, nobody watches the Diamond League 
as 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 good as the athletes there might be, nobody cares about the shot put and the pole vault and the javelin. But if you slap flags on things, people will care about it on a deeper level. So what I worry for in in, in this is yet yeah, the English claim to profess, oh, we love we love these women, we love these ladies. Okay. But do you love them because they're English and that's it? Or do you love them because of the game that they're actually playing? I don't think that question applies here. Because I think if you, I mean, if you want to look at broadcast figures, the broadcast figure you want to look at is the peak for the final was 17 million. The most viewed televisual event in 2022 in the United Kingdom was the Euros final. No but one, that's, no, but that's no, because it's England, that's Carl. Now you can say, yeah, we can say it's because it's England and the final doesn't happen too often, right? And we can say that. So, first of all, let's say, if we're going to talk numbers, let's talk that number. No, that that's the highest view television event this year, and it will probably be the highest view television event until the World Cup. That's really important. In if you want to talk about another number, uh, the attendance at Wembley was eighty-two thousand. I want to say eighty-two thousand seven hundred, and that's the highest attended Euro final ever, ever, men's or women. No Euro. Fi- final has had a higher attendance you can put the small asterisks on about how last year there were some covid restrictions and it was in Wembley and it was more expensive but that's there's that too so this is the most viewed women's euros ever in mm-hmm. terms of television this is the most viewed women's euros in terms of the stadium uh England won and yeah you can say that will bring in eyeballs that won't normally bring in eyeballs but i think when we talk about this is the beginning of something we, we, and and we, I'm going to talk about people who have been championing the women's game, who cover women's football, who mm-hmm. take part in what's called the Wolso community and whatnot. They say, we, they, you know, I, I, I hope they will welcome me, but I can understand if they don't want me there. Um, the reason this is important is because it, you know, it's the whole thing of representation and opening up new pathways. Um, basically, it has now become you now have irrefutable evidence that if you take women's football seriously and you give it a proper platform and a means to succeed, people will watch it. Mm. That is the argument. And you may have the, you may not think that is the argument. And you may think, okay, home nation tax and this and this and this. But the, the essential argument was, if you put women's football on and made it easily accessible, affordable, and had the quality high enough, would people turn up to watch it? And the answer is yes. And it feels absolutely remarkable that they've that women's was had to prove that in 2022. But here we are. Uh, I'm not sure if you watched the final. I'm not sure if you watched any of the the interviews and press conferences afterwards. But there were some really good uh, conversations. Ian Wright, in particular, after one of the England games, who said, "If there's no legacy to this, you know, we." A lot of people said there was going to be a great legacy after the 2012 Olympics in London, and Ian Wright went, "Well, there wasn't really." And, we know why there wasn't because woohoo, that person ended up being prime minister and is an atrocious human being. Um, but leg, we're talking legacy, not just in terms of are people going to watch, but also in terms of if you are a 10 year old girl and you're at school, are you going to be allowed to play football at PE? That's the battle, right? If mm-hmm. you are 14 years, if you're a 14 year old girl and you want to buy Adidas football boots, can you buy them in a shop, in a physical shop, not online? That's the battle. Uh, if you are a 42-year-old who's just getting involved in women's Super League football and you want to buy a Chelsea shirt, can you buy it in your size on the website? That's the battle. 
those are the things that the Euro final is important towards. It's, it's important in, t- in changing that perspective. It's important in changing the decision maker's opinion on those sorts of things of, oh, wait, maybe, you know, this summer, this in the next school term that's coming up, PE teachers will allow the girls to play with the boys up until, I mean, up until they want to stop playing. Rather than saying at age six, seven, eight, nine, ten, no, you're not going to play football anymore. You're going to play netball instead. Can you convince someone at Adidas that you should have the thing? Or you should have the drop-down menu on your website, and you can get the football boots in women's sizes. Can and I apologize for using Chelsea because Chelsea is actually a, a rare football club that makes it easy to buy a women's shirt because Chelsea's a good, got a very good women's team. But for a very long time, if you want to buy a women's football kit for Manchester United, it was really hard to do. Um, these are the battles that need to be addressed. And I think the Euros final and the viewership of the women's final will go some way to address that. I'm not going to say it's going to be an instant win because, you know, I've, I gave up on that sort of Barack Obama-style hope uh, several <laughs> years ago. You but... gave up on that in 2009, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said several years ago. But I think, I mean, I think it's just, 17 million people watched that final. And yeah, you can say, oh, it's because they didn't have too much competition and blah, 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 blah. But 17 million, that's the highest viewed televisual event in the United Kingdom. And it will probably, it will most likely be the highest viewed televisual event until England men's team play during the World Cup. But that's huge. And in terms of England winning it, the fashion in which they've won it, uh, Serena Weigman and, and like how she is as a manager, how she talks about football and the seriousness in which she treats the game. Uh, I really enjoy a number of England's players and how, I mean, women's football is quite fun because they're not, they haven't had the relentless media training that the men's game's got. So they just give better interviews because there's just more character to them. That's the excitement. That's why I cried. That's why I thought that was really cool. And there was, there was a tweet that said, if you think about it, well, if you say, you know, you look at the history of English football, the last time England won a major tournament was 1966. Women's football was illegal in 1966. And then England women have gone off from one of the years before the men have. That's, I mean, you don't have to, com- you don't have to compare them and say it's a battle between the two, but it's an absolute triumph that England women have gone from the comparative wilderness to being one of the top teams in the world in such a short space of time. Yes, of course, you know, socioeconomics, large economy, blah, 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 blah. But the fact that they had an opportunity and they seized it and they seized it properly and the fashion in which they won that tournament, triumph, like that, I, Stand oh, no, it's it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal, and like con- congratulations to them, obviously. But I've been seeing people extrapolate the idea that because a bunch of people watch this thing, it is going to change the perception of how people view the sport in general. I don't think that's necessarily the case. What you got, bro? All right, look. Um... <laughs> don't stretch. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, I'm just gonna just give my honest view. So first up. Do you know the name of Enia Aluko? Yes. She was a former so, Chelsea player. Yeah. She was in the England set setup and she complained of racism where it was proven that the manager at that time was racist and none of the teammates um backed the, the, the teammates backed the manager and didn't back her. We did a whole so, podcast on that. I don't yeah. know which number it is, but you guys can go back and look. Yeah. So basically the teammates backed the manager and never really backed and never even if it was proven that she was right they never came and supported her and backed her so already i'm already a little bit mm, with any excitement of the england women's team because i'm like okay where are all the ladies who 
were trying to come behind a woman and a black woman who was proving right that she was um, treated a certain way based on her race. So that's one thing there. So based on that, I'm not really going to be aggression to the into the England team. If you want to go even deeper and so forth, you talk about people coming in and living in England. So I'm a Nigerian guy coming to England ready to be a dual citizen. I want to be English. I want to be Nigerian. So going to school, insult my country, insult my culture, insult how I talk, mock me, mock all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, you know what? I'm, this is me here trying to come and be fully behind England and so forth. And you pretty much throw it back in my face. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to take the high road and still support the England team when you literally insult me and abuse me. Because the idea is, no, we will insult you, abuse you, but you will still sing the anthem and get behind the team. So I'm like, no. I was ready to get behind the team, but based off of that, no. So the men's and women's team, no, I won't get behind you because you and your country and how you treat people like me coming over to your country to be part of you is messed up. So you put that to one side. So my thing about women's team, I mean, for what the women have done within that sport, congratulations. But you cannot now say, hey, men, they've shown you up. Carl even said this years ago when I was on here, we are dealing with two different sports. And I think Carl put it the best way. These are different sports. It's, these are different sports. And I appreciate what the women's sports is. Remember from 99 to where it is now, it has grown in leaps and bounds, leaps and bounds. And I think that anybody that's, let's say you don't watch the women's game, but you know, I want to insult it. You're being a, a, a moron. You don't need to insult you. You don't need to belittle it you have to look at how the game has grown and how it has improved in such a short space of time that just shows the kind of dedication that women have shown to try to prove that hey we can still um, put forth a quality product but that being said just for me i will never take it as seriously as men's football that's never happening and this is coming from a guy who is a lifelong football fan because it's just a different product so the woman winning this Euros has nothing to do with, oh my gosh, they've shown up the men because the men play in it completely different sports. Because when you look at the women's game, I still believe Mats is the best player I've, I've, I've ever seen. So Alex Scott, Megan Rapinoe, any of these dudes, no. Mats is the best player I've ever seen. But the issue is in those places in South America and so forth, based off what I believe is an element of sexism that still exists, they don't take the women's game as seriously as Germany, America, England, France, and so forth, where a lot more is invested in those in, in the game. If more money was invested in the game in South America, they'd be able to beat all of these other dudes. But that's just how it is. So there's there's a bit of a, a, a lopsided kind of view viewpoint. So I just think that does this change the women's game? No, in the grand in the grand scheme of things, no, because you're fighting a losing battle for certain guys like me who are very, very deep, deep football aficionados and, and, and so forth and look for the highest um, points of football and appreciate the Messi's, the Zola's, Ronaldo's, all those kind of guys, it is impossible <laughs> for us to now take the women's game as seriously as the men's game. It's impossible because they simply aren't... The, the level of football just cannot reach the men's. Now, people will say, wait a minute, it's still young. It can still grow. This is where we now have to deal with, with harsh truths. What men can do physically, women can't do. You take tennis, for, for example. You see, I always watch the men and women's game in tennis because I believe that the quality is pretty much similar. And I was watching it during the Steffi Graf, Martina Hingis days. Obviously, the men 
are physically better, but the quality is still there. Maybe with the woman, they can maybe close that, that gap, but it is a vast gap between the men's game and the women's game. The, 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 it's, it's, it's vast. It's vast. So, and that's just being brutally honest. So the England women winning this, for people who are really patriotic, they may say, okay, let me go the women's thing. But I just think for those hardcore football fans, like people really into football, it's impossible to change it because when you're watching the product, it's hard. And let's be real, the American team, which is the best women's team in the world, they got beat by like the under 18s. You know, they, beat, they got beat by the under 18 boys. The products that you're seeing is very, very different from the products that you see in, in the men's game. So let's see where we're at in five or six years, but I'm sorry, there is, there is, no, there is I don't think there's anything that can happen in the women's game that can make sit down and really take it as seriously as watching Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, and so forth. So that's my case there, bro. I'm amazed how you sneak Zola into all of those lists. He's like, oh, no, no, because Zola, I just got because I, I just got watching like a, a Zola like um, YouTube thing, man. That guy oh, was wow. crazy, bro. Jesus. You see, I I think both of you make really good points, and that's why I go back to my thing about nations. If you can use nationalism and the the zeitgeist essentially to drum up enough support to improve the club game to a point where in which people start taking it more seriously and start watching it more power to you, you know, but how do you get people who really only care about sport insofar as it drives their nationalism to go to Chelsea, to go to United, to go to Arsenal ladies, Man City, who have a really good team. How do you do that? And maybe that's up to people like us or people who are more, I don't know, maybe in the BBC sky, just maybe promoting it to everybody at every opportunity. But that's my that's my question, or at least my doubt is that can you get a nation of people to care about something they otherwise wouldn't care about once you strip away all of the trappings that generally attract people to sport? Now, now so here's the problem with that question. People already care about that. Care about what? Right. This is why. This is why. This is why I gave you those numbers: seventeen million, eighty-two million in the stadium. People already. People have already evidence that if you support it and you properly signpost it, people will care about women's football. Right. So your question is going. Uh, I mean, can they continue to still care about it? Well, no, it's, no, it's no, 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 no. No, but I'm saying the only reason that you see that level of support is because it's England against Germany. Now, if, now, now. If you stripped England we, against we're Germany two, and, and we're combining two questions here. No, hold on, Carl. Let me land. Let me land. If you put the Germany team in Arsenal kits, and if you put the England team, the exact same teams, in Manchester United kits, are those numbers the same? I don't think so. No, because people don't have now, the same level of attraction no, 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 to no, no, nation then, as they do clubs. Which, 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 men's, which men's game gets the same pull as a World this, Cup final? This which is why game? I brought that. No, but Carl, that's why I brought up the difference between the Champions League final and the World Cup final. No, 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 You have to get because Because you people have, no, don't no, no. care about. You haven't, done that. You, haven't got, you haven't got the correct numbers for that then. I told you at the top of my comment that 300 to 450 million people watched the 2018 Champions League final. Two months later, 1.1 billion people watched an objectively worse game between France and Croatia. You can't explain that any other way except people really care about nation. No, no, you that you can't explain that. And and there are there are numerous studies into explaining that. And I okay, 
I don't, I don't think this is a, that is a useful point of comparison when talking about women's football and making the points you're trying to make about women's football. What is you this have got the controls. Like I'm letting you fly, so you can go ahead but, and explain but, but, where like, I'm wrong. What, what, not, what I, have those numbers got? Those before. numbers have nothing to do with women's football. Okay, okay, okay. Just real, real quick. So, because just to be clear here, so are we? Are we, so is Carl saying that the 17 million that watched the women's game is proof that there is interest in the women's game? And Daniel, you're saying that that isn't proof. That's just um, national pride and a national interest that was drummed up. So is that where? Is that do I? Am I right? Yeah, this is my thing. I'm going, Dan. What What is the point you're trying to make here? Okay, okay. okay. I, I will. I will rephrase it. And I will say because because the points I made. The points I made are this is really important because the numbers of broadcasts and the numbers in stadium have have shown there is an interest in women's football, and that if you build it properly and support it properly, people will turn up. Turn up to what? To watch women play football or to watch England play Germany? To watch women play football. No, it's England play Germany. See, that's where I'm with Daniel. It's to, it's England this, Germany. It's this is England, our point Germany. of departure here, Carl, because I, I I do think if you fund it, you can use the number of England playing Germany in that final to show that if we fund it, more people will watch. This is 100% fact. And, and Carl, this is why I say I agree with parts of, of you and, and have hope. Of course, if you... You can use these numbers to show, look, if we do X, Y, Z and we fund it and we improve the level, more people will watch the game. Yeah. Of course. So but, we agree. But to what extent is no, where no, no, I'm, no, 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 is, no, no, is no, no, where no, I'm no, going no. now? I was you, not. Like, we you don't might not care but. the extent we to which need it grows. But today. We don't need the butt today. Exactly. To but today. We don't need the butt today. <laughs> we don't need the butt today. And to put the butt today is frankly a little insulting. But it, and that's but why it I said, but, but, but it Carl, isn't come on, man. It no, is. But it this is. is about the I'm future. To, we can't well, just look at one. I, 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 I just gave you a plotted outline of what the future of it has to be. And, and I told you about Ian Wright's thing. And I told you about, you know, making sure girls can play football at school and talking and about. And I said, that's getting, great. Fine. Then we agree. Yes, I said I agree so with why you. you. Why are you giving me butts then? <laughs> This, I'm looking at it from a from, from a from a larger view. You're, that's you're okay, in the so micro. So, so, I'm this looking at Dan it is, no, no, from no, 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 Wait, wait, hold on, Carl. This is what Daniel is saying. I think what he's saying is this, and this is what Ian Wright was saying. Don't waste this moment. The the danger is, which is what I believe it is, is that this is just a specific moment. It's a, it's in England. People want to be part of something that is English, and people just drum up the interest. So now that's Premier League game, that's Champions League game, that thingy game. Are those guys who tuned in going to watch that um, Premier League game and so forth? Are they going to watch the other international game? And the reality is probably not because this was about it's England, it's on a home soil, it's and it's it's against it's coming Germany. home. People are not coming in to watch it because it's women's football. You've They're skipped, not. You've now, 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 Carl, just, just, just Carl, quick, 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 quick. This point applies to men as well. Just you've skipped call, the point. Call, 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 you've call, skipped call. the point. Okay, go ahead. Right, you've jumped from A to you've jumped from A to C, and you've skipped to B, and the B is the really important thing. We'll go back to we can go back to the mass like two hundred episodes where Hope and I have a massive slanging match about women's football because half Hope says no, a women's football player will never play like Neymar, and I went one. Well, we don't know that because we've never funded women's football to the point of. <laughs> And I said, one, we, we don't know that because you never funded women's football to the point of. I still and believe two, that, by the way. And yeah. two, that's fine. I'm with you. Like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to yell at you for that hope. I'm just going to repeat the points I said before, which is one, we've mm -hmm. never funded women's football to the point of men's football, so we've we've just never just put in enough ingredients to see if a, a name will pop up. And two, uh, as you pointed out in your bit earlier, men and women have different 
different biologies and different physiologies. And so there's, I mean, Neymar is a response to a very particular footballing climate. I don't know what the future of women's football is going to look like and what sort of footballing climate the best football player, you know, one of the best on-ball creators in the world will look like in the women's game. You know, it's that thing of not every single best football player in the world is going to play the same. They're going to play in different archetypes and profiles based on the the era, the the nation they come from, the height, the weight, the build. Those things will happen. And that is true. And hope Thank I I I mean I kind of changed my perspective upon saying you shouldn't compare men's men's football women's football different sports. I do think you should just enjoy them for what they are. And I think where we are falling down is if Hope thinks women's football will never move him in the same way men's football will move him. Fine, not a problem. If curiosity strikes him and he'll watch a, a women's Euro game and then he's going to spend all this season watching men's football, Champions League, World Cup, and whatnot, and doesn't watch any women's Super League games. Fine. Not a problem. Not what we are talking about. Not the thing I am concerned about. What I am concerned about, the things I outlined previously, the 10-year-old girl at school who wants to play football. Can she play football at school? Can she get football boots? Can the woman who's just watched that Euro final and is really interested in keeping on watching women's football, can she find a Super League team? Can she go to a Super League team? Can, uh, can Liverpool Football Club one of the richest football clubs in the world, start properly funding their football team? Can teams in the championship have better healthcare provisions? Can we get to a point where there are fewer great football, women's football players in the world having ACL injuries? Like One big reason why England won is because Spain's best player tore ACL before the tournament. There's been numerous studies now that women football players are more susceptible to tearing their ACLs when they're on their periods. Can England women play their next tournament not in white shorts? Because the Lionesses did ask Nike if they could play in something different because they said, you know, some of us will might you know be on our period throughout the tournament and it's a bit embarrassing and bleeding through our shorts if possible. Like those are the things. And that's why I said we skipped from point A to point C because I think point C is can women's football ever be as big as the men's game? Which, you know, shrug shoulders, never know. You've got 50 years to catch up in the United Kingdom. Point B is can you create an ecosystem where women's football will just always exist and be on tv and that's the challenge right you consider how this is what i've been trying to say carl you skipped but you didn't outline no 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 no. you okay okay you said point c was can the men's game ever be bigger or 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 can the women's game be as big as the men's game i never said anything like that i did not say that what did you say point c was just to remind me i did not say that i said i said we're talking about point c and making comparisons to to the men's game and we don't need to do that Right, I'm. So I said my concerns with those things, and I think we keep skipping to, oh, are those broadcasts going to be here? Which is why I made the point of no, no, 17 no, no, million. No, no, no. Which is why I made the point of 17 million. Watch the women's Euros final, and I think that's going to be the highest rated TV show in the United Kingdom until, until the, the men's Cup. World Cup. But okay, but what? Why won't it be the Premier League? Because because the Premier League is this disparate. You know, Liverpool fans don't watch Manchester United games. It won't be the Premier League because it's not national. <laughs> that's fine. Again, fine. Not not. This is my oh. point, Carl. My no, point no, and no, your no. points are linked. No, no, no. You, but, 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 so, so, I don't think they are. Let's stick to your point. Let's stick to your point. The 10-year-old girl. The chance for the 10-year-old girl to be able to play football and so forth. For that to happen, there needs to be general interest in the sports. And that general interest comes from eyeballs and numbers. 
My, and this is the real question. This is the real thing. I, I told, let's let, let's ask through the uncomfortable Again, questions. I, I don't think it needs eyeballs. It, so wait, wait, I don't wait, think wait, it needs wait. eyeballs. I don't think it needs eyeballs and numbers. I think it just. Carl, you've got to let people land. By the way, I no because I don't think I don't think your point. I think your points are being misguided. And I well, Carl, I'm going to be if, really real with you here. Carl, I need no, more Carl, than you Carl, about this. Carl, if you think we're wrong, then let us be wrong. But at least understand no. what we're saying. No. <laughs> You can disagree. No, Carl, Carl, you, you, you can disagree with everything that I'm saying, but at least understand what I'm saying before you disagree with it. Why? That's that's all I ask. You're I wrong. ask the permission for you to understand what wait, I'm wait, saying. Wait, Carl, can I just land? No, no, Carl. Even I know my point is wrong. I know you know more than me, but let me just land this horrible point. So <laughs> let me land my bum ass point. So 10-year-old girl wants to play and have the chance to play football and so forth and, and everything. For that, for you to now put funding in and create this ecosystem and so forth, there has to be vested interest. Because it's, it's all about dollars, it's all about money, it's all about revenue. Okay, I receive this money Correct. and I have this money. I can now put this money into training, complex, uh, training complexes, um, stadiums, so forth and everything because this ecosystem exists. The ecosystem of men's football exists because of the money that that's put in. I do not agree that the U.S. women's team should be paid more than the U.S. men's team. Not because U.S. women's team is clearly better than U.S. men's team. The U.S. men's team lives in the extremely profitable ecosystem of men's football. Hence why they are benefiting of the ecosystem of men's football. It has nothing to do with their, the U.S. men's team and how they do. It's part of the ecosystem that they exist in. The ecosystem has to be fruitful. And if the ecosystem system is fruitful, at every level from nine, eight years old, everybody can, can benefit. So what we're, what we're trying to get to is how do we increase the ecosystem? And that's about general interest. And I'm telling you right no, now that this Euros thing isn't going to exponentially improve the general interest of women's football. I, okay, okay. Now, the key word of what you said is general interest. I think women's football is young enough that it doesn't necessarily need. Now, I'm using the word. I'm Now, please forgive me, Hope. When I say, when you say general interest, do you mean big broad shirts of casual fans, diehard fans, millions and millions and millions of watchers? Just men, women, kids, more people in stadiums, more people watching the games on TV. Numbers, pure, okay. a pure okay. raw numbers thing. Okay, okay. So that is already happening. The Barclays, Barclays are supporting the Super League for three years, and they've doubled that investment. There is more women. There's more money in the women's game in the United Kingdom than there ever has been before. That is okay, but we still have the problems that I outlined before: shoes, shorts, PE, football, grassroots. And I, you know, the challenge is to just make sure women's football continues to exist in 15 years. Um, there's often the joke, so obviously, you know, pretty much every year and a bit, loads of the sports commissioners meet face to face in the United States and they talk about how they run their businesses. And I think there's a there's a common anecdote where the head of the MLS uh, said how much money they lost. And the head of the North American Women's Soccer League basically burst out laughing and went, I, I would love to lose that much money. The hope... And the idea and the, and again, you know, the, this is slightly Obama vandalization artwork hope would be that in the next two or three years, there is enough money and there is enough 
again, maybe maybe general interest isn't the word, but like specialized interest, just that consistent paying five pound a month interest to just make sure women's football continues at the Super League level and the championship gets better. And that'd be great. And that feels quite, I mean, a bit sad to say in 2022. And the fact that I said some of the saying some of these things in 2022 feels really bad, but that would be the ambition for women's football in this country. And that's only this country. Then we can get into what Hope has touched on before about the different socioeconomical issues in Brazil and Argentina. Argentina's women's team has just been brutalized for like years and years and years. It's also worth mentioning this weekend also saw the conclusion of the Women's Copa America, which was won by Colombia as well. So we're going to see the first women finalisma between England and, and Colombia so, soon as well. So that'll be interesting. And that's the thing you're going for. Again, you know, women's football was made illegal for the better part of 100 years and has only been legal in England since 1971. This is a league, the Women's Super League in its current state, it's still in its relative infancy. The battles aren't necessarily for will the next what will the World Cup final that doesn't have England and get 17 million, but the battle is can that 10-year-old get boots? You know, if if Daniel wants to buy a Chelsea women's shirt and get it shipped over to where he lives, can he get that? England just did their tour, you know, tour bus celebration down Trafalgar Square, and they're wearing Nike tops that says home with a Nike tick. And there's quite a few people saying, I want to buy that. And they can't buy it. Like it's mm. it's like it's really bizarre that in the hyper-capitalist whatever world we live in, Nike make it difficult to buy gear that women football fans want. Those are the sort of tweaks. So I, I don't even think you need general interest. I think you just need not hatred towards women's <laughs> game. And I, think, I agree. And I, I think I agree there. And I think this, I think this final has hopefully just tipped over to that point where if you are someone that goes women's football is rubbish and they belong in the kitchen maybe someone goes shut up and the fact that hope throughout the tournament had got people tweeting him saying women's football was bad and he responded hey leave him alone just treat it as a different sport is fine i count that as a win and i think that's the next step for women's football just creating a culture where if you like it get involved it's easier and it's more accessible than ever but if you don't like it you're not actively trying to kick it down not to say that anyone here on this podcast has done that but just that is the next goal okay i could keep going but let's take a break and we will come back with our season preview (laughs) so we're back let's let's do our season preview Let's let's go in ascending order. So from the bottom to the top. That's what that is? Yeah. Um, let's have our PSG review. I, I shudder to call it League Up because PSG will just win it. So are there any surprises that you guys think will come from the French League? And by the way, if you saw them play Nantes, Gautier might be the real deal. I saw him shouting at Messi to press. I don't know if Pochettino was doing that. Pochettino is looking kind of funny in the light. Um <laughs> So yes, yes, it's not his fault. I mean, Manchester United fans were screaming for him. Is there any other reality than PSG winning? Could you see Marseille coming through? Could you see Lyon coming through? Or do we just not even need to focus on France outside of can PSG do it in the Champions League? You know, look, the the the, the league is a wrap. You know, for me, I think the, the big <laughs> thing of this whole thing is what will the World Cup thing you do? Because mm. 
if let's say Brazil don't win the World Cup or Argentina don't get through the groups, what's mentality of a Messi and Neymar will, will you have second half of the season? So I'd be terrified if if Brazil won the World Cup. I would be terrified of what Neymar might or may not do. <laughs> if you're PSG, why do I need to come to there? Do you know what? I'm greater than Pele in his mind now. <laughs> I have, I'll, I'll, he'll have more goals. He'll have his World Cup. I'd be I'd be terrified if he did win it. Messi, I'm not I'm not so sure. Messi, he he would retire from Argentina that night. But PSG might be fine for <laughs> for for a season or two. So yeah, it's terrifying either way if they lose or if they win. That is a question. Let's say some sort of strange thing happened, and and Messi, and Messi and Neymar both barely played for the first half of the league on season. Do you still think they win the title? Is Mbappe playing? Yeah. So let, let's then say yes. let's yes. say Messi. Yes is the answer. Yes is the answer. Okay, now let's say <laughs> let's say whatever heat ray of pointed on league on means that entire front three can't start. Let's say they start maybe ten games, um, ten out of the sixteen games, and even then they rarely play together. You still think they win? But how many how many PSG players do you have to remove from that average starting eleven? For four, four. Messi, Mbappe, Neymar, and Verratti. If you take out those four, Marseille are looking. Pretty good. So we're we're of the belief that Marseille are the are the. We're trying to rob PSG essentially of twenty points. Twenty points. Yeah, I mean, just to be safe. So, or fifteen, if that makes you feel better. Five wins. We need to rob them of five wins. So okay. So you need to take PSG away like their four the or five French best players. Club. They won the French Super Cup four 0 yesterday. Yeah, uh, I guess not. Over Nantes, uh, Mbappe didn't feature. Uh, and Neymar got two, including a really nice free kick goal. Messi got a goal that just, it looked like Barca Messi, which was odd. I sort of had to blink twice before I went, oh, wait, yeah, you play for PSG. Uh, and Sergio Ramos scored as well, which is fun because, I mean, he barely featured last season. Either. Any hope for Nantes doing well this season? Are you serious? <laughs> no, no, no. Have, no. Have, have Nantes paid Cardiff yet? I don't know. Uh, I think that, I mean, that legal case was quite depressing. Mm. So That's yeah. all I kind of really care about, Nuts. And pay pay the money. Okay. Anyway. Let's move to another league. <laughs> um, ascending order. So who's next? We'll go Bundesliga. I, I, I should probably call that one Bayern, considering it's 10 in a row. So can we see a scenario where it's not 11? Have hope. I'll start with you. Um, um, I'm gonna stick with eleven in a row because um, <laughs> sad. It's 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 still sad because the reason why I stick with that is that okay, well, they lost Lewandowski, <laughs> but then Dortmund now lose um Haaland, yep. and I just feel that Leipzig Ooh. and so forth. I, okay, look how Bayern did to Leipzig. I know it's just the Super Cup, but look at what they did to them there. So I. Now, listen, it will be interesting because okay, you're not taking all of Lewandowski's goals away, and Nagelsmann is still figuring it out, figuring out mm. this new team. But you'd be, <laughs> I, w- I don't care about hindsight. I would have still bet for Juve to have done ten in a row. 
because it's it's only a, only a moron would bet against a team who've won nine in a row not to do ten in a row. So yes. only a moron will bet against a team who've done ten in a row not to do eleven. <laughs> not to do eleven. So <laughs> now, okay, Carl, Carl, do you, do you see anything other than a Bayern? No, I see, I see Bayern, Bayern are doing this. I think the big challenge for Nagelsmann is is the Champions League. He, yes, I, I, that that squad is weird. It's it's getting to that point in the same way of when Guardiola was at Bayern, where I just went, "Why are you overcomplicating things? You can just win the Bundesliga by running a conventional four-two-three-one." Um, but Nagelsmann wants to do it his way, and mm. I'm never going to bet against Sadio Mane. He's one of my favorite football players to watch the last five, maybe eight years. So, yeah, it's going to be them. I'm really excited to see what Matthias Delict does in a more functional and healthier footballing ecosystem because I think I'm really high on him. I think he's a very good football player. Uh, and I think yeah. a, a couple of bad years at Juventus. <laughs> no, that, no, let me not, let me not say, I don't think he's had a couple of bad years at Juventus. I think he has had a couple of bad years at Juventus and this buying spell should hopefully be a time period where he can remind everyone how good he is. The um, problem with centre-backs is they mature... 26 27 28 Juventus bought a 19 year old center back for however much, for for however much money and yeah. he's giving you the growing pains that you would expect from a young center back so maybe Bayern is where he matures and becomes what we think he could be I mean also the annoying well annoying difficult thing is even Juventus fans saying he's been bad I don't think he's been that bad I think he's got that John Stones are the He's yeah. young, and John Stones had a similar problem, and and there's been two or three defenders that had a similar problem, which is just the worst mistakes you make are very memorable because it looks horrific. Uh, and we've been on this podcast; I've been on this podcast before. Kim Pembe has that problem as well. Yeah, I think the state of defending. <laughs> is, is, I think the state of defending in 2022 is better than defenders has been in a long, long, long time. It's just that we ask them to do so much that if they make one mistake, the whole system around them collapses, and it just looks horrendous um yeah so yeah i think i'm I'm excited for that i think it's not going to be a massive as big a gap between them and second place and i think second place is going to be rb leipzig and sorry but my voice appears to be going so i want to take some cough syrup <clears throat> i was about to say go get some water okay have hope this is the most interesting thing about the bundesliga and the most interesting thing about the Bundesliga this season will not happen inside of Germany. It will happen within the borders of Spain and England. If Haaland fails to score goals for Manchester City, if Lewandowski fails to score goals for Barcelona, this will be an almighty referendum on the standard of Bundesliga. This will take Bundesliga. This will take we talked about taxation at the start. This will take taxation to the next level. If Lewandowski and Haaland fail to G up, the Bundesliga will look even more funny than it does for Werner and Pulisic and you name them. So the Bundesliga, the the, the attention I'm paying to the Bundesliga will not happen in Germany necessarily. It will happen in the Champions League for Bayern but it will happen in other leagues just to make sure that I have my taxation numbers correct. We can talk about Spain or Italy. Have hope you choose. Flip a coin. Which which title race is going to interest you more? Barca v Madrid v Atletico, maybe? Or Serie A? Pick a league. I don't know. I think this, this Serie A is going to be interesting. 
Body blow for Juventus with Pogba. If Pogba didn't get that injury, I would edge it to Juventus. But without you know injury, how sick that is. Yeah, you have you have you have to take Juve out of it, man. So I'm looking at the Milan sides and because I just I seen for Napoli now. No, here's the thing though, Roma. No, I somebody I, asked me about Roma and I was gonna ask you Dybala, by um who was the other name that they were linked with. Oh wait 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 what do you mean by Ooh, buy? Which, let's not talk let's not which, talk about who they've been linked with. Let's talk about who they've got. They got Dybala, Matic. They were linked with Bayi and they were linked with another player that I was like, ooh, that would be one album. They were one linked album. with one album, Thank but you, it hasn't man. happened yet. I know, but it's transfer markets. Uh, maybe you don't need to speak about Bayi Carl for reasons unbeknownst, but one album from PSG. If you get those four signings, two, two two midfielders, a creative player, and a, and a defender, you you you've lost Mkhitaryan, but you upgrade with Dybala. If you can keep Z- Zaniolo, Tammy Abraham, Pellegrini, Spinazzola plays a whole season. You have a pretty good goalkeeper in uh, Patricio. They have the makings of a team that all, all Marina needs to do is make top four, or or win Europa League again for the third time, I think it would be. So Roma are an interesting team. And as someone who's a complicated Chelsea fan, I guess, shout out to Eddie and Abdullahi for filling in last week. Um, you know, Tammy and Mourinho, like, come on. Like, that's 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 a team to, to monitor. Did you guys see Dybala sitting on the steps, listening to them sing their song? Oh, that was beautiful. That was a good moment. That was a good moment. Um, so yeah, Ro- Roma are an interesting team that just need Champions League. However, they yeah. get it. I think the, I think the yeah. Scudetto for Roma is ahead of schedule. Nah, yeah, yeah. But if they get um, Champions League, then next summer, the the type of players that they can add to the ones that they may get this summer or have gotten, now we're looking at a little bit of pressure on Mourinho. But for now, top four, five, four, nothing. Whatever think, you can do. Think, cha- look, the, the aim was Champions League last season, and you know, they sort of had a Spurs-like season where they ran really hot in terms of finishing and then injuries mm. happened and they, the wheels fell off and then he decided to focus on European football, which was good, smart. And this is second season Mourinho, which doesn't bring the gifts it used to bring. But mm. yeah, I, there is something about that Juve team that I can't get a handle on. There's just something about that midfield that I don't get. Um, and, and also a part of me is like, well, I don't quite see enough goals in there. Mm. I don't see this. I don't see the 75 league goals they need to win. Yet. You don't trust the homie from Fiorentina whose name I always butcher? No, Vlaovic. I've, I've, I've always had question marks over him. There's a really good piece by Om Arvid about how he's a really interesting floor raising player, despite the fact he doesn't contribute too much in build up. But mm. weird team. Now, uh, is 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 Morata staying with Juve or has he gone back to Atletico? He's gone back to Atletico as far as I know. They keep playing volleyball with this dude or just it's, tennis, it's ping pong, whatever it is. That's going back and forth. Around four teams. He's not the guy. The way you say that defending has improved or is getting better, strikers mm-hmm. have gotten infinitely worse than from when we started watching football in late 90s, 2000s. <gasps> And so anyone who looks like they have a chance at being good, and Morata looks like he should be good. Mm-hmm. He has, he looks good, like the face, hair, all of that, the build, 6'2". He just looks like you should be good at playing football, and you say you're a striker? Okay, you should be good at being a striker. So people are going to give him chances until he flops. Yeah, yeah of course. 
It is what it is. I, that, I mean, I that's, think that's, that's, be... that's, that's why Tammy went for the price he did, because where else are we going to find somebody? I, I'm going to say AC Milan go back to back. I'm going to say Inter Milan, there's going to be a gap between Milan and Inter. I think Lukaku is going to be good for Inter, but not as good as he was in his first full season there. Then I'm going to say it's going to be, I'm not going to overcomplicate it. I am going to say Juve in third. <laughs> and I will say Napoli, Roma in fourth. Because I think Napoli, although Lazio are quite good now, aren't they? But we don't rate those guys because of you know reasons. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, (laughs) I will say, I'll say Roma in fourth, Lazio in fifth, and I'll say Napoli in sixth. I think this is the the uh, the the end of a heyday of Napoli's football, which is a bit sad actually. I really want them to get at least one scudetto, but. They lost Koulibaly, man. Yeah. I really, I never thought he would leave Naples. Um, and I'm quite excited to see what he does in the Premier League. But we can get to that in a bit. Yep. Did, did Have you guys seen the video of where uh, Koulibaly calls John Terry to see if he can wear 26? I'm not going to. I think Terry's trying to, to beat it. allegations. But... I'm, I've not seen, I prefer not to see it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... I think I'm gonna go with Inter winning, winning the winning the league. Okay. Um, Milan second, Juve third, Roma four, and the rest. It's hard to predict the Serie A. Serie A is the most competitive in terms of top four of all of them. So yeah. Um, let's let's go to Spain. Like I said, I have about 15 minutes. Um, hmm. Barcelona have bought a lot of players. I don't or signed a lot of players. I wonder how Xavi's capable of melding them all into a team that's capable of winning objectives and trophies immediately. Like it's going to have to click and click fast because I think Real Madrid are going to start off fairly decent. Um, So half hope I'll start with you on this one. If you can talk about Barcelona's purchases, their ins and whether or not you think Xavi can compete immediately. Um, yeah, look, I, I think, yes, he's a rookie and so forth, but he still has to be able to compete. Like, he's got into many good, good players. Like, Bas have had easily the best transfer window of any, any, any team. So, Champions League is, is too much, but I still say quarters minimum. But for La Liga, yeah, Real will be, will be tough, but bro, the amount of signings these guys have made and they still could make. They have to win the league now. If they come second, boom. But if they go trophyless or only give me a couple of Del Rey, that'll be a failure. I mean, this is one reason why I'm quite frustrated about Barcelona, which is just they finished second last season, did they not? You know, so they did, they did, I believe. Right, and they we're talking about oh, you know, Barcelona can't compete and they're in their lower seven. Well, you seem to be doing fine. I think this is still Real Madrid's La Liga title to lose. It was 13 points, by the way. It's not like they were second yeah, behind yeah. them by like 13. two points. I think I think the gap will be single figures, single digits. <laughs> but I don't I think Real Madrid Real yeah. Madrid's midfield is so well stocked now. Mm. Right? I just Camavinga, Tuchemeni, obviously the old three. Casimiro, Cruz. Valverde can play there if you need him to. That's ridiculous. That will, you know, if if you're in a massive emergency. You know, you can move a labber up top. You won't, but you can. So, yeah, it's it's Real Madrid, La Liga, Barcelona second. Move Alaba up top. I think you need to rephrase that one. You can move him, you can move him into uh, midfield again. 
Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, Benzema is in, in rich, rich, rich form. And Vinicius Jr. looks, legitimately looks like one of the best football players in the world right now. I'm He's not. also beating the Brazilian allegations of uh, Brazilians who don't stay in shape. You see what happens when you don't perm your hair? You stop. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh anyway. Uh you, yeah. you know so I, I, like this I, Carl, Carl, just, just just quickly. This won't mean anything to you, but half folk will know what I mean. Juju man has relaxed on his Vinicius stance. I think he believes in him now. So he's 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 proven one of his haters, like one of his staunch haters, that like I, I think this kid might actually be one of the ones. So there you go. But finish your point, Carl. Uh, I, although for some reason I just keep looking at Barcelona squad and go, they're going to have a ridiculous run in Champions League, aren't they? I and saw some of the that clips squad is silly of Lewandowski, enough. bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. You ain't convinced. You ain't convinced by him. You think you think the Bundesliga allegations are going to get him? I just told have hope. The most interesting thing about the Bundesliga, and we can transition to the Premier League here, is does Lewandowski score? a comparable amount of goals in La Liga that he was doing in Germany. And can Haaland do the same at City? If they don't, uh, you're looking <laughs> funny. So uh, let's 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 move to Premier League, which you've all been waiting for, I suppose. Carl, we, we, we can start with you at, at the relegation. So I'm sure you're looking at the table right now, making your choices, dissecting who's going to stay, who's going to go. Are any of the promoted teams going to survive? I think Nottingham Forest might sneak it. They've they made bought a lot signed, of people. They've they've signed twelve now, and that squad looks a bit weird. But I think it'll probably take them to the final day. But I think they might just have a last grasp out of it. Bournemouth look not good at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't strengthened well, and the signings they're looking at bring in just don't look good enough to, to make that difference. Uh, and Fulham, I, I don't know. The I've, epitome been, of yo-yo. Yeah, I, we, I, I'm, I shouldn't be mean against Mitrovic because he's a, <laughs> he's a he's a he's a, apparently by all accounts a really nice guy, and his Premier League rec, gold record actually is pretty good. But he's not too good for the Championship and not good enough for the Premier League because he definitely has something in there that if you got him at a bigger Premier League team, he'd be. A decent striker, but I just don't think he's going to get enough goals in that Fulham team. And mm. I can very much see Marco Silva not being a Premier League manager at the end of the season. So those are my three. Oh, no, my three to go down are Bournemouth, Fulham, and Leeds. I think Leeds are going to go down in the <gasps> final there. Oh, no. Again, I have no idea who's going to get relegated yet. Just, uh, Frank, don't make it that close again, okay? Otherwise, you won't survive. So that's my only relegation comment right now. Everton, you better not be close. I, I see that they want Ross Barkley back, which I think is quite funny. But top four, going from four to one, I need your list now. Actually, no, I made a mistake. Top six, six to one, go. Okay, sixth place is going to be, sixth is going to be Arsenal, fifth. United, fourth, um, Chelsea, third, Liverpool, second, Tottenham, first, Man City. Huge. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Sure. Carl, six to one, go. Six is Arsenal. 
Fifth is Manchester United. Fourth is Chelsea. Third is Spurs. Second is Liverpool. Now there's a gap. And then it's Man City. <laughs> I, I, think, I think the gap between Liverpool and City will be one of the bigger gaps we've seen between those two. Damn, so it's not even going to be close. I don't like, think I don't think we're going to get a title race this year. So, is so it, like, is it because of Mane or Charles Charles Darwin? Uh, no, I think it's just because uh, the, I think it's, it's because the players Liverpool's middle three: Henderson, it Fabinho, mean, and Keita. Henderson, who's had a lot or of injuries. Thiago, sorry. You know, Henderson who's a lot of injuries. Thiago, who um, I don't see him play forty games a season. Um, Fabinho, fantastic. And then what Nabi Keita, who I mean, when Keita's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's bad. Mm. Curtis Jones, who looks like a player who should play in the in the front three rather than the middle three more. And then Harvey Elliott, who I mean, he looks good and probably could end up playing more games than Henderson or maybe Thiago. But I I, I don't think you can win a Premier League against Manchester City with that middle three. And I think that's where the battle is going to go. Liverpool's middle three doesn't quite have it. And Mane helps cover up a lot of those sins. But now he's gone. Um, uh, 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 and, you know, the gap, I'm not saying it's going to be a 12-point gap, but it, uh, it will be more than three. I'm going six United, five Chelsea, four Arsenal, three Liverpool, two Spurs, one City. So we're That's going to see City win the league. We all said it. Yeah. So, so, so my so my I guess my hot take would be Chelsea don't make the top four. Oh. I guess that's my hot take. Can I ask? Go for it. What do you think the Premier League table? Who would you think is going to be in the top four positions when the World Cup starts? City will be there. Liverpool will be there. Mm-hmm. Chelsea because their schedule to start is quite light. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll rack up a bunch of points and then lose them along the way. I don't Spurs. Spurs will probably be fourth. Okay, okay. So, Hope, you had Spurs finishing second. Yeah, we ah, we both did. Look, I'm I'm it's super it's tempted to say Spurs put... might win the league actually, but I'm so not that I, bold. I am looking at it as in Spurs will start the season really good, and there will be headlines. Oh, it's a three horse race. Spurs are in there, and then the World <laughs> Cup will happen, and everyone comes back, and Harry Kane's absolutely knackered from the World Cup, and then they'll fall away a bit and finish in fourth. What if England get eliminated in, in, in the group stage? Hmm? What if England get eliminated in the group that's stage and they only play three happen. games? Bro, that's Dan not relax. going to happen. <laughs> you don't you don't have to think Gareth Southgate is good anymore, but come on. Well, who's what's that group? Iran, Wales, and England or and America? Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Okay. I retract that. I recant. I'm sorry. They'll make it. Round of 16, you don't know though. Um, okay, Champions League. Who's your Champions League favorite as of on the East Coast, 1 p.m. I'm August first. I'm genuinely going Barcelona. I can't. I, I, football is football. Like knockout, <laughs> knockout football is silly. And I'm not saying Barcelona have the best squad or the strongest squad. I'm just purely as a knockout. It's a narrative is, driven. It's a narrative driven one. And <sighs> the last time the the team that was meant to be quote unquote the strongest team in Europe. Won the Champions League was hmm, a while ago, probably uh, Bayern. Maybe Bayern. Bayern was the last time you went. Yeah, that is undisputed the best team in Europe at the moment. The winner of the Champions League isn't necessarily 
the team that is unilaterally the strongest team in Europe. So Correct. I'm picking Barcelona. In, you have to see how it goes. It's impossible to, to, to pick now, man. Like, it makes no sense picking now. You have to see how the What is your gut saying? What's your gut? My gut says, wait. So that's what my gut is saying. Like, bro, wait, bro. Like, don't pick anything now because it's, it's what happened? To say now. What happened to you, man? You never used to be this civilized. No, 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 no. To be fair, Half Hope hates this. I know he hates being wrong about predictions. It's, it's know, why he won't I play know. fantasy Premier League, bro. He this is the one. This is the one. This is one of the very few times where he isn't outlandish because he knows it can like swing him back. Yeah, I mean receipts. I mean, if he can avoid a receipt, I'm sure. Man, um, if you go through his tweets on Brick Academy, he's he's he's. I'm gonna. He's, you're saying a lot of nice things about people that are supposed to have lifetime scholarships to the Brick Academy, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you should. Pro- I, I really want you to like do a a website or a blog piece and just redo it every every at the end of every season or the before the start every season you just simply do here's everyone in the brick academy and their tier and here's all he the people that, that have escaped have you not been to the half hope football hut half hope football the academy it's it's a rehab i don't want any negative connotations in it. it's actually rehab benzema <laughs> benzema invented the scholarship wing and look at where he is now so it's true it's true it's true you know it's true i, I think i think the brick academy is one of your greatest inventions psg is are my pick it's got to click eventually right it's not a gut feeling this is purely statistical if i pick them enough times eventually i will be correct this so, is me predicting brazil to win world cups aha that i see i pick france and that's why i was right in 2018 I, my phone's dead we can skip the questions. We've gone a bit long. I didn't know the, the lionesses were going to be 40 minutes. So there you go. One last thing, not even related to football, but rest in peace, Bill Russell. Rest in power. Just, just, want, just want to put that out there. Yep, yep, yep. I don't, does football have an equivalent? No. Few, few people are equivalent to Bill Russell, man. Like, like if just... you want to look at like American football, you might be like Jim Brown, somebody no, like no, that. No, 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 no. Bill Russell is one of one. The one thing I always think about, and is regularly in my thoughts, is that Martin Luther King thanks Bill Russell for being in the front row before he gives the I Have a Dream speech. One of his worst but speeches, by the way. It's not a great speech. Uh, well, t- <laughs> that's let me, let, me, no, let me be mean. Let me stop being mean. It is a very good speech that has been educated very poorly, and therefore I give it a big shrug now when I see it. But the thing I think about a lot about Bill Russell is he was front row and he would have had to deal he deal with unbearable, horrible racism playing in Boston. Was at the front row of that speech, Ugh. was heavily involved in the civil rights, had to watch numerous members of the civil rights movement die, murdered, whatnot. The strength of his spirit and indomitable character still allowed him he wasn't bitter. He wasn't bitter in the way that quite a few Older basketball players can be quite justifiably. You know, Oscar Robertson is notoriously a bitter man and will tell you he is. And Bill Russell is not a grouch in the same way that Big O is or others are. And there was a point not long after people were putting black squares on Instagram after the murder of George Floyd, where Bill Russell took the knee and he said he will keep doing this for as long as he can. And to die 88, to have gone through all the things you've gone through, to have the patience of character, to have the, the sporting brilliance, and also to have the grace and empathy. And, and uh, I mean, 
to be that nice at a time where you didn't have to be that nice and, and that being nice could have got you hurt. But to keep going and then in 2020 to take the knee and tell the then sitting president of the United States, I'm going to keep doing this. Even if my old aging body makes it difficult for me to get up and down, I'm going to keep doing this. Mm. I'm going to keep telling the next generation why this is important. He's one of one. And, and to the point about 88, if you want to see what racism can do, look at Jackie Robinson. So he breaks the color barrier in 1947, I want to say in Major League Baseball. He's born in 1919. He dies in 1972. Like, I think he died at 53 or 54. Like, I've always thought that people who live through, like, that, those experiences, it, it has to do something to your life expectancy. You shouldn't have to go through that as a human. And it must weigh on you, wear on you. It must sap you. And even to this day, like, of course it still does. But, like, living through that 1950s, 60s, 40s even... It's some next level stuff. So to, for it, him to for, for for him to get to eighty eight, like that's dope. So I'm happy he got to live Bill Russell, this long. and we haven't once mentioned his basketball achievements. Well, that that shows how incredible a man he is, right? There's he was the, playing against the... plumbers and no, he wasn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yes, no, 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 phys- I know. I'm, I'm, he, I'm saying, I'm saying that's what people would say. He was physically dominant, and I think the great one of my favorite things about Bill Russell is that obviously you had great into the argument about who's the goat, and then every now and again, once in a while, rings, man. Once in a row, Bill Russell will turn up and go, don't forget me. Don't forget <laughs> I got some Olympic gold medals too. I would have got more. Um, he won uh, He won national championships in college, 11 yep. uh, rings, I think as a player, or maybe two as a player coach. The first black coach, I want to say, in the NBA. So Bill Russell has more rings than he has fingers. So does Phil Jackson. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Have hope, yeah. Have hope, any last word on, on, on Bill Russell before we get out of here? Oh no no look, legend man, legend as again, like you know, it's 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 rare where you make an impact sporting wise and politically as well, you know. So just like Muhammad Ali and so forth. Because again, mm. you know, no shots to Michael Jordan who says Republicans buy shoes too. But you know, guys like a Bill Russell and a Muhammad Ali, these these are guys that people will remember more fondly, is where you were greater than just the paradigm of sports that you were we were, that were within. That's why people will also fondly remember Le- LeBron because not only were you a great sports person, you also said what's up, especially during a difficult time. Because it's easier, it's easier to speak now, but back then, got to give a dub to your boy, Bill. So yeah, I'm a legend. This has been the Talking Tech, this podcast. Follow us where, where you're meant to follow us. Have hope. Where can people find you? Halfhopefootballhot.com You can get those lovely Brick Academy updates, the rankings. Who is Chief Oka right now? If you want to know. Go to the halfhopefootballhut.com or just halfhopefootballhut.com. Carl, where can you be found? You can find me over in The Athletic where I cover Manchester United and I write columns on the Premier League and European football. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Anchorman616. Um, you can also, if you're based in the UK, you can find me in the Beano. I wrote a comic book story in the Beano this week. And I'm pretty proud of that too. What is that? The Beano is a long-running British comic book strip that features the character Dennis the Menace. Ah, legendary man, very legendary comic bro. So, oh cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean if do you have like can I find it if it's not in the paper? Like it's online somewhere? I can I can I can I, I okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a dance to look all links in the description. Half hope and I will figure out the Patreon 
Talking Tactics podcast. Sometimes funny. Sometimes serious. But always football. Have a great week. Indeed. We'll see you guys this week. Peace, peace, peace. Peace, peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.